It's Topics, the podcast where two comedians discuss serious topics in a serious way. Although, if something funny happens, that's okay, too. I'm Michael Ian Black, joined, as always, by my good friend, Michael Showalter. It's great to be here. This is uh, our first ever live recording of uh, Topics, and we're here in the Brava Theater Mm -hmm. in San Francisco. We're here as part of the 2014 edition of Sketchfest, which is a celebration of comedy and comedic performers. And although this isn't, of course, a comedy podcast, I think because of our comedic lineage, we were invited to participate. <laughs> and for that opportunity, I'm grateful. Me too. And, and uh, you know, as we've all, you know, it, this, is, it, this is a... A sketch festival where mm-hmm. comedy is celebrated and the heritage of comedy and the history of comedy, and it is a great honor to be included in that. Um, I think that while we cannot say that this podcast is comedic in any uh, in any real way, if something funny were to happen, that would be okay. Well, sure. I think every once in a while. And you're hearing some of the titterings in the crowd already. And, and that's, and that's honestly, that's fine. okay. We're, we've always said that if something funny happens, we weren't going to edit it out. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to censor it. Um, so no. we're not going to, we're not going to adjust the levels of the tittering that we're hearing. We're just going to let it play because we want this to be as authentic of an experience as possible. And if by chance we get, something happens in the podcast today and there's a genuine belly laugh, that's fine. For those of you in the audience who aren't familiar with the podcast, we do have a rule and the rule is there are no rules. Um, And it may sound like I'm being a little bit flip about that, but I really mean it. Um... (laughs) Sometimes unexpected things happen, like you said, and rather than say, oh, no, that's against the rules. Right, we, we have a way of dealing with that. We don't do that. We don't have a prescribed uh, way of handling anyone's situation. Can I say something, and I have found this throughout the episode. Sometimes, when it seems like we're breaking the rules, what ends up happening is our quote-unquote mistakes become some of the most thought-provoking, enriching conversations I've ever had. Well, I, I want to just... I, if I could just piggyback onto what you just Please said. Please do. In this, in this way, and I thought what you just said was, was absolutely so profound, that it is our imperfections mm. that makes us perfect. Oh. And I think... In a roundabout way, that's what maybe you were trying to get at. You know, in the most roundabout way, that is exactly what I was trying to get at. And it leads beautifully. Well, there, there is one other... Uh, well, there's a, a guideline. Guide, there's, a, there's a guideline that you... Why don't you talk about that before The guideline we is we try to cover 80% of any given topic on each episode. At least 80%. Sometimes we fall a little bit short, and sometimes we exceed that 80%. We, we needed two full podcasts to cover science and medicine. Yes, we did. To, to, get, to, the, to get to that 80% level, we needed to do two podcasts on science and medicine. 
Um, now, the recommendation that follows the guideline is whatever percentage we don't get to, we encourage you, the listener, to uh, meet with your study groups and finish out and a, the rest. A study group is just two or more people. A study group can be you and a friend over coffee, or it can be 20 people in a classroom. Um, and, and those are two examples. It's not an, it's not, it can no. be only two and, or 20 in a classroom. And as we've been finding out through Twitter and social media, the, the, the study group thing is just absolutely really taking exploded. Off. In fact, and, I think one of the San Francisco study groups is here with us today. Wherever you are, just applaud. There they are. And... Um, uh, Thank you guys for They're, coming. They're, uh, I think, an F- uh, SFU, yes. San Francisco University, and thank you for coming. And uh, the work that's coming out of, out of your guys' study group is just opening my eyes mm-hmm. to um, that, you know, exactly what the study groups are there for, which is that 20% that we weren't able to talk about. And can I tell you something? For me, often in, in the soup of these conversations, that is the richest broth, that final 20%. <laughs> That briny, salty 20% is where the most flavor is. Yeah. I mean, you you call it a soup. I almost call it a chowder. Mm. And I and 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 I and I use the word chowder because while yeah, it's a it's a silky broth, it's a it's 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 an odiferous broth. But there's a chunkiness to it. There's a there's a girth yes, to it. Yes. Um, there's a viscosity. There's a viscosity. There's this girth. Yes. This width. Yes. Um, and it's just so fantastic to have that. And uh, so yeah. So by all means, get that study group going mm-hmm. and uh, help us uh, with our with with these wonderful uh, ideas that we get to discuss every week on the show. So. Today's podcast, we alluded to it a moment ago when Michael said, uh, and it's, I just have to repeat it because it was, it was really profound and important. You said, it is our imperfections which make us perfect. Mm. And I want to unpack that idea today <laughs> as we discuss annoying habits slash pet peeves. Of course, we all have uh, these quote-unquote annoying habits, and we all have these quote-unquote pet peeves. And it's so interesting to delve into that topic because I'm going to put forth a theory, and I'd like you to answer it. That is the following. The things we dislike the most in others are the things we find the most upsetting in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Discuss that. Well, you know, I've always said, Mike, um, if if I'm pointing a finger at you, Mm. there's three fingers pointing back at me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You see that? Well, if you point in a very specific way, yes. One is pointing at you. One is pointing at you. But three of them are pointing back at me. That's right. 
And then your thumb is My just thumb pointing, is pointing st- straight upward. up. Yes. That's so powerful. But if you do some very quick math on that, and I'm just saying grab a, grab a number two pencil and a notepad, do some really quick math, you'll see that three is more than one. Right. And so using the deductive uh, reasoning, I can deduce from that math that more of my fingers are pointing at me than are pointing at you. And I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think what you mean by that is the thing for which you are finding fault in me, you are finding three times as many faults in yourself. Well, like, for example. Okay. You're a, you are a mouth breather. And you're a close talker. Hmm. You, you know, you, you don't seem to understand personal space and boundaries. Um, those are two things about you that I know I and other people I've talked to or just have talked to me um, find to be very annoying habits that you have. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that that means there's six annoying habits that I have. We don't have to talk about those. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to tell me what those are. I, don't, I actually don't want you to because I think there's so much gristle mm. in just the two that I said about you that I just want to get really deep into the two annoying habits that you have. And I really want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, off the top of my head, my first reaction is surprise. Uh-huh. Because I don't know myself to be a mouth breather. But you have allergies. You can admit you do. You do have I a do lot have of al- seasonal allergies. Yes. Okay. So I think that that maybe causes you to be a little bit of a mouth breather. And I'm not judging you, Mike. It's honestly, it's like it's fine. No, and I don't feel any judgment coming from you, other than you're categorizing that problem as a annoying habit. Mm-hmm that you have discussed with other people. Well, or they have discussed with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, we've talked, it's just something people talk about. Mm-hmm. And then also that you're a, a close talker. A close talker, yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess I was unaware of, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that has to do with my Middle Eastern heritage, um, which I don't have... <laughs> But which I could have uh-huh. because well, I know that different cultures well, have different you, zones of and, and I just want to jump right onto what you just said because yes. I think you're bringing up something that is re- really fascinating yes. and very uh, cogent to the, the larger debate, which is this idea of family of origin mm. versus a found family. <laughs> so you say, you bring up this idea of your Middle Eastern origin, which you don't have, but you could have. Yes. And it really brings sharply into focus this idea of what is our true identity? Is identity something that we're born with? Is, or is identity something that we can attach ourselves to? Well, you're making me think immediately, of course, of going into Zale's jewelry store. <laughs> 
and picking up a charm bracelet and collecting little baubles that I attach to the bracelet, little indicators of who I am. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a sailboat because Mm -hmm. I enjoy sailing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's um, a comedy tragedy mask Mm -hmm. because of my work in the theater. So many of these charms, each one accruing to my bracelet, my bracelet itself, affixing itself to my wrist, is that my identity? Well, in, in a sense, who we are really becomes this, this patchwork quilt, mm. um, this, this nest, if yes. you will, that is made up of these little twigs and berries and leaves uh, that we just find and that we build them into a house and that house is ultimately who we are. In any house... We move in and we think to ourselves, my God, this home is perfect. The walls are plumb. The roof is tight. There's the f- nothing, I know as a, as a homeowner and as someone that's in, in, getting very interested in that, there is nothing that makes me happier than a tight roof. Yes. I just want my roof to be just so tight. Tight. Yes. <laughs> and you live in the house for a few months or a few years, and you start to notice, oh, the banister is a bit wobbly. Mm-hmm. The paint is chipping. The paint is chipping. That one door does not close quite as snugly as I would like it to. <laughs> oh, I, I have that door, yes. Michael. I have that door. And that house that we move into, can we think of that house as a relationship? that we enter into mm-hmm. and maybe uh, your partner's door is a little bit squeaky and maybe his or her roof isn't quite as tight as you originally thought and maybe even the walls aren't entirely quite as plumb as you first envisioned. We still live in the house but now we see the house has some flaws. And so we take out our hammer and our nails and our sander and our planer and our two screwdrivers, Flathead and Phillips Head. And we set to work on that house and try to fix every imperfection. Yes, we do. And when we do, what do we discover? Three imperfections pointing right back at us. You make such a good point, Mm. Mike, because... In a way, that creaky door, yes. the chipping paint on the wall, the roof that is suddenly loose. Loose roof, yes. All of those things you mentioned can be applied to our topic as metaphors. Okay, yes, yes. As if... I see that now, yes. As if the house... As if the house weren't a house, but a person. Hmm. And that that chipping paint, that loose roof, 
and that squeaky door were annoying habits. I hadn't thought of that at yeah. all. <laughs> now that you apply it in so, that way, well, I'm really blown away. Right. Well, when you said that having the house is that we develop a relationship with that house, mm. my mind immediately went to relationships with people. I see. And so then I turned it into a metaphor. Right. And so when I said earlier that the house, we can think of it as a relationship. I turned it into a metaphor. Interesting. (laughs) Really powerful what you did there. Hi, this is Michael Ian Black from the Topics Podcast. You know, our friends NatureBox are supporting today's episode, and I love NatureBox because it's a brilliant company with a revolutionary and delicious idea. No, it isn't delivering a box of dirt and trees to your door, although that would be very funny, but it is delivering healthy snacks directly to people without them every month. Hey, Maybe you're avoiding high fructose corn syrup and hydrogenated oils or artificial flavors or colors. Well, guess what? So is NatureBox. Each snack faces strict quality standards and are approved by painfully strict nutritionists who happen to have a fun streak. You know, there's so many to choose from. You just pick your favorites. Cherry crumble granola, harvest nut mix, or go wild with a rotating surprise box each month. I've said it before. I'll say it again. My favorite is the sriracha cashews. Yummy. They have a huge collection of tasty treats from cocoa waffle wafers to pear praline crunch. Snack better, snack smarter, and snack plentifully. Go to naturebox.com slash topics to get 50% off your first box. So go check out naturebox.com slash topics today. You know, I'm so excited about this next sponsor because they really are just the gold standard in uh, in what they do. Because these days, you know, you can get everything you want on demand. It's like our podcast. You listen whenever you want, when it's convenient for you. But a lot of people, you know, you're still going to the post office and dealing with their limited hours when, you know, it's just as easy to get postage on demand with Stamps.com. I love Stamps.com because anything you can do over there at the post office, you can now do right from your desk with Stamps.com. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, you know, just using your computer and your printer. And, you know, unlike the post office, Stamps.com never closes. You know, say you want to stamp at 3 in the morning. You don't have to stand outside the post office and wait for them to open. You can get it at 3 in the morning. I use Stamps.com whenever I need to send out important topics-related paraphernalia. Um, I've been communicating with a study group. I've got a pen pal in in Oslo, and I use Stamps.com to to send my pen pal letters to my study group pal in Oslo. And it, it couldn't be easier. Right now, use our promo code TOPICS for this special offer. You get a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 in free postage. $110, you guys. I mean, they're practically paying you to use the service. So go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Uh, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in TOPICS. That's stamps.com. Enter TOPICS. But then we go into... Couples therapy. Okay. 
you in your house. But it's not your house. It's couples therapy. Right. I'd like to posit that that squeaky door, that loose roof, maybe the floors are a little warped. Those are the things that make a house a home. Do you see? I do see. And it's interesting because I'm taking that idea of the house and the squeaky door, Mm. the loose roof, the chipping paint Mm. on the walls, and I'm applying it to my relationship. Hmm. And I'm thinking about my significant other and that thing she does (laughs) that just drives me crazy, Mike. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just want to... Smack her in the face. Well, I was going to say, go take a walk. Uh Right. Right. Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe I'm looking at that thing that I would say is an annoying habit that makes me just so darned... It steams you, doesn't it? It steams me up. <laughs> and I'm thinking, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way because of what some That's of the right. things that you've said. Think about if she do. dies suddenly. <laughs> maybe that would be the thing you miss most. You know? Mm-hmm. If she were to... I don't know. It's like you get know, hit by a uh, car or yeah. fall out of a window, and you'd miss. That's what you would miss. Those things. Those things that drove you so crazy, and, Come on. and you would think to yourself, "I wish she would get hit by a car. I wish she would fall out of a window." And then when she does, you feel so terrible because those are the things that you miss the most. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Well, listen. I find you eat too much. That's an annoying habit. <laughs> like after a show, you, you know, it'll be late and, and, you know, I'll say I'm really tired and you'll say, well, you know, I'm kind of hungry. Would you go out, you know, to Denny's with me? And, and I'll say, you know, I'm really tired. And you'll say, but I really want to go out to Denny's. And I'll say, okay. And then you'll order. Ding, ding, ding. What's that? 80%. I don't think so. I really don't think so. And you'll order, uh, you know, a stack of chocolate chip pancakes and a side of bacon and some hash browns and maybe a cheeseburger. And uh, I'll get a fruit cup and... I'll have to sit there and watch you shovel this food into your face for hours, dissecting all the funny things you said during the show, and I'm, I'm falling over exhausted, and uh, it really wears me out. So. Well, I guess I never thought of that 
as something that would be annoying to you. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> because you're enjoying yourself. But it, but it doesn't affect you well, in I'm, any Well, I'm awake. I'm awake, and I'm watching you eat. And you have a way of eating that drives me crazy. You make sounds when you eat. You make sounds of enjoyment when you're eating. You go like this. I'm humming. Yeah, I'm you're humming. humming a little bit. I like to hum when I right. eat. This is so good. But well, it, again, I'm pointing three fingers back at me, two of which we already know. But if you had more fingers on your hand, maybe there'd be even more pointing back at you. Ooh, that's a powerful point you're making. Like that time that you almost killed me in a car accident. But that was a, that was a happenstance. That was, that's not, I know, but that's not me, something that I've made a habit of. I know, but, but to me, if you, if you look at the topic as annoying habits slash pet peeves, mm-hmm. I'm calling that a pet peeve. One of my biggest pet peeves about you mm-hmm. is that time when you almost killed me in a car accident. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's just... I hate it when you do that. Mm-hmm. When you fall asleep at the wheel and almost kill me in a car accident. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I could unpack that for a minute. What you're saying is, when I fall asleep at the at wheel... At the wheel, driving from Texas to New Mexico... Yes. And when I set the cruise control at, to 75 miles, yeah, 75 an miles an hour, and then I fall asleep, right, and the car goes off the road into an irrigation ditch, you hate that. I hate that. It's such a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. Well, I promise to work on that. If you promise, ding, 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 ding. No, I really don't think we're there. I think we're close, but I don't think we're there. If you promise to continue being the terrific friend that I've known since my freshman year at New York University in 1988, my pet peeve is I don't see you enough. That's my pet peeve. My annoying habit about myself is I don't tell you how much I love you, Mike. I really love you. And I cherish this podcast and the time that we have together. And I'm so glad that we've been collaborators for all these years. Ding, ding, ding. Another one of your annoying habits... is that sometimes you have body odor. Mm. But what you just said was so nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to really treasure that and Mm -hmm. think about that moment because what you said was absolutely just so gracious and nice. Thank you. Well, I think we're coming to the end of today's episode. Um, One of the things that I feel like I'm really going to take away from this episode is that you don't like it when I almost kill you in a car crash (laughs) and that I have B.O. 
Sometimes. Sometimes. But more than that, it's so powerful what you said. The idea... These live podcasts have a little work. We have to work it out a little bit with the the music. It's so powerful what you said about identity and about how our identities... It's not an all-or-nothing proposition. There you go. Just keep it running. Keep the music running. Nice and quiet. Yeah. It's it's like the end of the podcast. we're, We're cueing the listeners to let them know that it's almost over. What you said about how our identities are like charm bracelets that we get at Zales. I thought that was so powerful. Actually, you said that. Oh, did I? I found that very powerful. So I want to thank uh, Sketchfest here in San Francisco and everybody at the Bravo Theater and all of you in the audience for allowing us to enter your worlds for this brief moment and having us digest the topic of annoying habits and pet peeves. Michael, as always, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. And I look forward to speaking with you again on the next topics. Thanks, Mike. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. Please help us get the word out about the show by writing us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you'd like to write to us a question or a comment about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom.com. The Wolf Dead. <laughs>